Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, and I want to remind everybody that now we are in our 40-day finish. Come on, the 40-day finish. Uh, If you are new to our community, uh, the 40-day finish is simply a thing that we do to bring intentionality and focus into the last 40 days of the year. Many times this can be a, a time of the year where uh, where there are so many distractions, so many things going on, and, and we find ourselves just uh, getting so caught up in so many things and, and not doing what we know we should be doing, and then we roll into the next year. We're not prepared for the next year, and then 2023 doesn't start the way that we want it to start, and this is what I've discovered in life, that if you want to start fast, you got to finish strong. And that's what the 40-day finish is really all about. And one of the ways that we do that is we just say, hey, uh, four goals for the last 40 days of the year. These goals should not stress you, but they should stretch you, right? And so you just have four goals that you... That you, uh, that, you want to, that you want to accomplish that are just going to help you do what? Create a little momentum in your life. And as you create that momentum to finish the year strong, then what you're going to find is you're going to be in a much better position and place to start next year fast. And so, so many people want to start fast, right? You just come roll into the next year and you're like, oh, I'm ready to start. I want to take over 2023. You know, it's the year for me, like whatever rhymes, right? I mean, so it's like you're, you're ready to go for it in 2023. But then it's just like, ah, you know, it's not working. And this is how people give up on their New Year's resolutions, and it's January the 11th. And the reason why is because they, they weren't prepared for uh, for the new year. And so that, that's what the 40 days is about. Now you're thinking, but wait a minute, we're, not, we're 40 days, it's already started, so there's uh, 35 days left. Okay, well, you can start uh, right now because this is when this is exactly when I'm starting because my, my first five days did not start the way that I wanted them to because I came back from Asia with a nice little stomach bug. And so if you're wondering, I'm not going to be standing out there giving fist bumps because some, some germaphobe was like, is he going to be standing at the door today giving everybody fist bumps when he just said he came? Came back from Asia with stomach. Listen, I've tested negative for COVID, negative for flu. Okay, but I'm still not going to subject you to uh, this nasty Asia uh, uh, stomach bug that I came back with. Uh, so I'm not going to be out there uh, at the door. Uh, but I say that to say, if you're sitting here and you're like, ah. Well, I missed the first five days, so I guess next year I'll 40-day finish, okay? No, that is not a, a good enough excuse. It just means you got to squeeze it all into 35 days like me. And so I invite you to go on that journey with me uh, for this 40-day uh, finish. And speaking of finishing strong, Sunday, December the 11th, um, we are going to be having our Vision Sunday. We're going to be looking into 2023. We're going to release the word for next year. Uh, this will also be the day that we are kicking off our, our year-end offering, uh, our advance, the dream offering, because we know that there are things that God has called us to do in this city. There are things that God, that, that God has called us to do in this world, and we want to advance that mission. And uh, because of that, we know that God has uh, put us in the place to be a part of that. Uh, and so what... What are we going to be? What are we going to be giving? That's what you should be thinking. We've been talking about it for for weeks before I left. But what are you prayerfully considering giving at the end of this year to say, "Hey, I, I really want to sow a seed into what God's going to do next year," and to, to to sow a real faith offering to believe God that God God's going to do miracles in 2023. And so I'm I'm really excited about that. But we want to finish 
strong. Uh, but leading up to uh, December 11th, uh, these next two weeks, uh, we're going to be building towards Vision Sunday. We're going to be in a little mini-series, if you would. And we're going to be talking about this topic. What matters most? What matters most? And this little sermon series is brought to you courtesy of Delta Airlines. Because as I was boarding the plane in Atlanta, flying to Seoul, South Korea, I was watching the little onboard preview welcome video, and here is what they said. They said, here at Delta Airlines, connecting you to what matters, matters most. Connecting you to what matters, matters most. And so it just got me thinking as I was sitting there on the airplane, and I, I just began to think, okay, so what matters to Delta is connecting me to what matters most to me. Which then brings the question, right? Well, what really matters to me? What, what, really, what really matters to me? And, and am I really clear on that? And am I really honest about that? Because we know the things maybe that should matter to us, but does it really matter to me? We, we know the, the, the quote-unquote right answers. Well, my, my family and my this and my that and like my relationship with God, like all these things, like we know the answers, but, but am I really clear and is my life representing what really matters to me? Am I clear about that? And, and I mean, I really went deep into this. Like I started like really deeply reflecting and like, am I really living a life based on what really matters to me. And then, and then I started thinking about, I wonder if this guy next to me, right? Like, is he living a life? Does he know what really matters to him? And is he living? And then I started thinking, I wonder if the people in the plane are thinking as deeply about this Delta welcome video as I'm thinking about this Delta welcome video. Do, do people really know what matters and are they living a life that matters? But then there's a follow-up question to that as a Jesus follower, right? And the follow-up question to that is this. Does what matter most to me matter most to God? So if I answer the question of this is what matters most to me, I have to ask the follow-up question and say, well, does that really matter most to God? And so what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks is this idea of what matters most. Are we clear about what matters most? Are you being honest about what matters most? And is what matters most to you, does that really matter most to God? And so then we have to get into the scriptures. And I, the scripture that I went to in Philippians chapter 1 and, and, and verse 9, this is where the apostle Paul says, he, he says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters. So it's Paul's prayer. He says, I'm praying that your love is increasing and abounding and growing. And I also pray that you are, are growing in your knowledge and in your insight and growing in your understanding because, he says, I want you to understand what really matters in this life so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. 
I love it in the ERV version of the Bible. If you ever wonder, what does the ERV stand for? It stands for the easy-to-read version. Thank God for the easy-to-read version sometimes, right? Somebody's like, I didn't even know that exists. I need to get that one, right? It's like, that, that might be for you. You're like, what do you take away from this sermon? The easy-to-read version. That's what I need. Philippians chapter 1, verse 10, in the easy-to-read version, it says this. It says that you will see the difference between what is important and what is not and choose what is important. That you would be able to see the difference between what is important and what is not. But not only that you would see the difference, but that you would also choose what is important. You see, here the Apostle Paul, he He's, he's writing this, and he's writing this, and he says, hey, listen, I want you to know the, the, the people at Philippi, the church at Philippi. He says, I want you to know that I am praying this for you. But listen, this should not just be a prayer that we read in our Bible today. This should be a prayer that we are saying every day. This should be a prayer that you are praying over yourself and over your family every single day. And why should you be praying this daily? Because we don't always see or choose what is most important. And Paul says, this is what I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you will understand what is most important so that you can choose what is most important in your life. And see, what, 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 what matters most, here's the thing about what matters most. What matters most, it's not always a clear choice between something good and something evil. That would be easy. <laughs> It's not always, it's not always a, a clear distinction between this is right and this is wrong. What, 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 is, what matters most isn't always that clear. And this is what I, I love, even in the King James Version. The King James Version says it this way. It says that you would gain insight so that you may approve what is excellent. And other translations say that you may approve what is the best. So Paul says, this is what I'm praying. I'm praying that you would have understanding and insight so that you would do what? So that you can choose what is best for your life, not just what is good, not just what is, not just what is better than average, but that you might be able to choose what is excellent, what is actually best for you. If you remember, we, we started this year, and we've said here at North Point that 2022, it, it's our year to advance, right? And, and we said that there is a stance to advance. There is a mental and emotional position that we get in. And we said there are two foundational pillars if we are going to get in that stance to advance in our life. And those, those pillars are excellence and resilience, and they are a powerful combination of working together. But we defined excellence as this. That excellence is doing your best to bring the best out of you. Excellence is doing your best to bring the best out of you. It's doing your best to bring the best decision out of you. It's you doing your best every single day to bring the best thoughts and the best words and the best attitudes. It's you every single day doing your best to bring the best responses out of yourself. Now think about this for a moment. We get ourselves in trouble the most when we have lost sight of what matters the most. <laughs> we get ourselves in trouble the most when we have lost sight of what matters the most. Let me give you a few examples. 
trying to win an argument with your spouse, you lose. Even if you win the argument, you lose. I'm speaking from personal experience here, people. Thank you for the confirmation on the front row. Why do you lose? Because anytime a principle becomes more important than a person, you've lost sight of what matters most. Anytime a principle or anytime a policy gets in front of people, we have lost sight of what matters most. And we get in trouble the most when we lose sight of what matters the most. How about when you're trying to get a new job? You're trying to get a new job, and that new job is going to come with a better salary, better benefits, company car. Like, and, and, and so on this, I mean, you really, 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 really want this job. And so on the resume, you, you fudge on the resume just a little bit, right? And we say fudge because we don't want to say the other word, right, lie, right? Okay, <laughs> but just so we know, like, that's what we're doing. Okay, let's just be honest. Okay, so we, we don't want to do that. So we fudge just a little bit on the resume. But anytime our title becomes more important than our integrity, we've lost sight of what matters most. Anytime the extra pay or the company car becomes more important than my integrity, we have lost sight of what matters most. And what happens when we lose sight of what matters most? We get in trouble. When we lose sight of what matters most. How about whenever you're trying to get a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend? And you have been waiting patiently for a long time and it just hasn't worked out. And all of a sudden, what happens? Like you, you drop your standards a little bit, right? You start ignoring some red flags. Why? Because anytime when what I want immediately becomes more important than what I want ultimately, I have lost sight of what matters most. When what I want immediately becomes more important than what I want ultimately, I have lost sight of what matters most. And when I lose sight of what matters most, I am putting myself in a place where I will find the most trouble in my life. So before we can make the choice to choose what matters most, we have to see the difference between what is important and what's not important. And then that brings the question, okay, well, then how do we gauge these decisions? What lens am I looking through? What metric do I use to make these decisions about what's most important? And the first place that we would have to say is like the wisdom of the Bible. That's where we have to start, right? Because God's words reveal God's ways, okay? The words of the Bible, they reveal the ways of God. And so whenever we, whenever we read the Bible, we, we, we find in Proverbs chapter 1 that this is what Solomon says, the wisest person ever lived. He says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel, and their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. So we, we get it, we, all right, all right, like, man, look at this. You read the Bible. Why do you read the Bible? To teach you wisdom. Wisdom is what? Making the right choices. How can you make the right choices? Understanding what's most important and actually doing it. <laughs> That's wisdom. Well, we can just stop right there. Oh, okay, well, this is good. I mean, it's going to be good stuff in here. And it's going to teach me what? Discipline. 
whoo, how to, how to do that over and over again. Because I can make one good decision one time, but discipline is making the good decision over and over and over and over again. So, so when I read the Bible, it's going to teach me wisdom, and then it's going to teach me how to live in discipline. And it's going to teach me and help me understand the insights of the wise. Ooh, how wise people think. Well, there's nobody wiser than God. <laughs> so when I'm reading God's word, right, oh, what am I doing? I'm getting the insights on this is how God thinks. So now I'm like, okay, now I'm understanding how God thinks. And then, then he goes on, he says, their purpose is to teach people how to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them to do what is right, just, and fair. So at the beginning, he says, he's going to teach you these things. Why is he teaching you these things? In verse 4, it says, to help you do, right? So I want to learn what is most important. I need to know what is most important. Why do I need to know what is most So I can do what is most important. God's not interested in you just walking around being a library of good information, <laughs> knowing what's most important. No, he says, I want you to know what's most important for the, for the purpose that you might be able to do what is right, do what is just, and do what is fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple. Come on, thank God for that, okay? I mean, like, I mean, even people in Louisiana, we can understand this, okay? Like, he gives insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young, meaning that you don't have to be old and experienced to gain insight and understanding from the Word of God. God will meet you where you are. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. So he says, listen, you can be simple and young and get something out of it, or you can be a wise, you can be a wise old owl and you can still get something out of it. Let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these Proverbs and parables and the words of the wise and their riddles. So he says, look, these words, what do they become? They become your guide. These stories, these principles, these words, they become your guide for life. Why do you need these words to guide you? Because as you go on this journey with God, you're going to come to these moments and you're not going to immediately know what to do because it's not going to be black and white. And in that moment, how do you make the decision? You make the decision based on, okay, what is most important? I need to know what's most important so that I can then take the next step and what do what most do what is most important. The Bible says in the New Testament, 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful for teaching, for showing people what is wrong in their lives, for correcting faults, and for teaching how to live right. So when we go to the word of God, it is there to, to instruct us, it is there to inspire us, and it is there to empower us so that we don't just know what to do. We can actually do what is most important. The scripture teaches us what matters most to God. But you know what also the scripture teaches us? The scripture also teaches us that what matters most to God should matter most to us. <laughs> That's what the scriptures teach us. That what matters most to God should matter most to us. But if I don't really know what matters to him, watch this, then I can't really know what should matter most to me. Which means it will be incredibly difficult for me to end up living the life that he created me for. 
if I don't know what matters to him, and therefore I don't know what should matter to me, how am I going to live the life that he really created me to live? And so in this year of advance, right, we've been saying, what are we advancing into? And we've been saying, we want to advance into abundance. We want to advance into what? The life that Jesus said was possible. What life did Jesus say was possible? In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life, that you may have it to the full in abundance until it overflows. This is the life that Jesus said was possible for us to have, this abundant life. Here is the thing, is that so many times, Many people live more of an average life than they do an abundant life. (laughs) They live existing instead of advancing. And this is where frustration begins to settle in. People get frustrated because they hear about an abundant life that's possible, but they don't see the abundant life in their life. But let me just give you this thought and maybe bring some clarity to you. That is this, that the abundant life follows decisions based on what matters most. The abundant life will follow. It will follow decisions that are made based on what matters most. Meaning that when you start making decisions based on what God said matters most and what matters most to you now, or what matters most to God now matters most to you. And you start basing your decisions off of now what matters to you. And you do that over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you make decisions based on this is what matters most. This is what matters most. This is not what feels good. This is maybe not what I want in the month. But I'm making this. This is what matters most. This is what matters most. This is what, because this is what God God said matters most, and I'm making decisions based off of that. I promise, listen, I promise you, I guarantee you, if you make decisions that way, the abundant life will be in your life. It's a guarantee. You will be full of peace when you make decisions based off of what matters most. You will be full of joy and strength and courage when you make your decisions based off of what God said matters most. So how do, how do, we, how do we do this? How do we get there? Romans 12, 2, it's a verse that we go to a lot here. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And here is what I was sitting there thinking on that plane. I wonder the percentage of people on this plane that are actually traveling to are going to the place that really matters most to them. Are they just going because somebody else told them that they should go? Are they just going somewhere because somebody else told them? Are they just doing something because they're just in this wheel of life? Do that? Are they really clear on what matters most? What percentage of the people on this plane? I mean, this is the deep thought. Like, if you ever wonder, like, what pastor thinks about? This is what I'm thinking about. Okay, I mean, the people on this plane. All 397 of us crammed in this little metal tube that are going to be flying over the ocean. I'm like, I wonder how many people in here are really clear on what matters most. And then it got me thinking about you. And I wonder wonder how many people sitting in this room today are really clear and really honest about what matters most most to you? And does what matter most to you matter most to God? Because there is a pattern. Look, there is a pattern that exists within the world that is easy to conform to. And the pattern of most people is most people don't know what matters most. 
They don't know what matters most. So they're living a life that, 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 that's full of just decisions based on the moment, based on emotion, based on how I feel, because they don't really know what matters most. And there's a pattern out there, and it's easy to conform to that pattern, but Paul says, no, 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 no. Do not conform to that pattern. Instead, let God transform your life by giving you a new way to think. And when your mind is renewed, then we begin to go on this journey of knowing what is most important. Therefore, we have the chance to choose what is most important. So let me just give you a, a quick little, uh, just a little cheat sheet, okay? I just want to give you a little, a, a little uh, cheat sheet. Never, I never used a cheat sheet in school, okay? Let's just be clear about that. But, but I want to give you a little cheat sheet today. Uh, 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 just a, a few things a few things that, that, that should really matter to us today, okay? Just to give you a little insight into what is most important, that, that will do what? That will help you advance into the abundance, help you in, to advance into the life that God really created you for. Just, just, uh, just a, a few things today, a few things today that, that should matter. Here's number one. The first thing that should really matter to us is heaven. Heaven should really matter to us. Why? Because the reality of heaven in your future will always change the perspective of your present. The reality of heaven in your future will always change the perspective of your present. See, how do you know this? Because listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 1. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and this is what he says. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. What does he follow this statement with? The statement of don't be troubled. The statement of trust in me. He says, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? Why would Jesus, when he's saying, hey guys, don't be troubled and trust me, immediately go to Heaven is a real place, and, and there's a seat for you there. There's a room for you there, and I, I wouldn't have told you if it wasn't true. Why, why does Jesus go there? Because there is something about eternal security that brings earthly stability. There is something about this eternal security that we really are moving through this life into an eternal life. There is something about that eternal security that brings about an earthly stability. That's why the Apostle Paul in Galatians 3, he tells us, he says, look, set your, set your sights on the realities of heaven. He says, think about the things of heaven. Why? Why do you need heaven on your mind? Why should the reality of heaven be front and center? Because the reality of heaven in your future will always change your perspective in the present. And I cannot make decisions about what matters most if I'm not thinking about heaven. Heaven. I should be thinking about heaven. Here's the, the, the second thing on, on your cheat sheet that you should be thinking about today and that should really matter. And, and that is hope. Hope. Not just heaven, but, but, but hope. In Jeremiah 29, 11, a very familiar scripture, Jesus says the, uh, excuse me, God says this to, through the prophet of Jeremiah. He says, 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you. Everybody say give. Plans to give you hope and a future. Listen, God doesn't give you things that are not important. So when God says, I want to give you a hope, (laughs) you need to know that hope is important. And why does God give you hope? God gives you hope because hope is what it takes for you to prosper in your future. Because you won't prosper if you don't think you can prosper. (laughs) You won't prosper if you don't think it's possible for you to prosper. So God says, if I want to give you a hope in the future to fulfill what I just said so that you would, that you would prosper, because that's my plan for you is to prosper. But before my plan can come to pass about you prospering in your future, I first got to give you a hope because you got to believe that it's possible. Solomon, once again in Proverbs chapter 10, he says, the hopes of the godly result in happiness. about that. The hopes of the godly result in happiness. He doesn't say that the outcome brings happiness. (laughs) He says the hope brings happiness. Fulfilling happiness doesn't come from the places that we think. We think that I'll be fulfilled and I'll be happy. What? When I get married, I'll be fulfilled and happy when I get that new job. I'll be fulfilled and happy when I'm making $100,000 a year. I'll be fulfilled and happy when I get the new house. I'll be fulfilled and happy. And fulfillment and happiness doesn't come. Long-term fulfillment. Now, you might be, you might be happy when you get the brand new shoes and a brand new ring. Ah, you might be happy for a moment, but long-term fulfilling happiness doesn't come from a result. That's why he says, the hopes of the godly result in happiness. It comes that, that our hope, our hope comes, our, our happiness comes from our hope that is found in what? In the pursuit of the promises of the God that gave them. And as I pursue him in a godly fashion, why am I pursuing God? Because God, I need to know what is most important to you. I need to know what's most important to you so I can choose what's most important to you so that I can know what's most important to me. And I'm in this pursuit. I'm in this godly pursuit, this righteous pursuit of knowing you. Why? Because, God, the more I know who you are and how you think, God, then then I adopt that in my life. And when I start making my decisions based upon what you said is important, then I get to live this abundant life that you created me for, and then you get what you ultimately want, and I get what I ultimately want, and the heaven gets to come to earth, and all these amazing things get to happen and guess what I get to be happy and full of joy because I have hope in the process just a little cheat sheet you 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 hope hope it should matter to you hope here's the the, the third is health health your spiritual mental emotional physical relational and financial health listen to me they are important to God and what is important to God should be important to who? Us. So therefore, your spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, relational, and financial health 
should be important to you. Why should it be important to you? Because you cannot be outside of health and live a full and overflowing life. Here's the trap that we fall into. And listen, I, I believe this is, the, I, this is, I believe this is an enemy. This is a trap of the enemy in the church. And when we think of godly lives, we only think of one, of one column and it's spiritual. When we think of living a life that pleases God, we only think about our spiritual life. Am I praying? Am I reading my Bible? Am I worshiping? Am I doing? We just think only spiritual. But living a real holy life will require you to live a whole life or a holistic life. Years ago, Destin and I did a series entitled Living Holy. Not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y. Because living whole is actually holy before God. Why is that? Because we are spirit, soul, and body, and everything affects everything. Your diet affects your daily life. Your relationships are either making your life better or harder. Your finances right now in this moment are either creating stress or freedom, creating a burden or a blessing. If, if my emotions today are controlling me instead of me controlling my emotions, guess what? Then my day just got more difficult. And if my mind is full of negativity and my mind is full of cynicism and sarcasm, then my life won't be full of joy. So I, I'm not going to be able to live the life that God created me to live if there is not health in these areas of my life. I got to have health in my, in my mind. I've got to have health in my emotions. I've got to have health in my finances. I've got to have health in my relationships. These areas of my life have to be healthy. And one of the greatest tricks the enemy could ever play on you is that everything just comes down to your spiritual life. And if your spiritual life is great, but the other five areas of your life are trash, then guess what? Your life is going to be trash. All the while you feel like, God, I don't understand. God, I'm, I'm praying. Everybody. God, I don't understand. God, I'm going to church. God, I don't understand. Yeah, but you're not taking care of your health. You're not eating right. You're not exercising. You, you got all these thoughts just in your mind all day long. Emotions, anger, greed, resentment, they're just running all over you constantly. Your relationships are all out of whack. You are just people pleasing all to the wrong people. All of your finances are jacked up. You're not giving to God because you're strapped in debt. You're doing all these things. But you're like, oh, but God, because you can't live a life that is full and overflowing when you don't understand all these things are important to God. And if they're important to God, then they should be important to me. And I can't make a decision and live a life that matters most if I don't understand what matters most to God and what matters most to me. Here's the last thing, and we'll wrap up, and the keys can come on out now and play behind me and make it way more spiritual. Um, here's the last thing, the last little little tip on, on the cheat sheet, and, and that is and that is help. Help. And I'm not talking about you getting help, which we all need help. I'm talking about you helping others. Because life is not just about you being blessed, but about you being a blessing. 
Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, he said, for the son of man came not to, to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. What matters to God is that we live a life that matters. Who say that again? Because you need to write it down. What matters to God is that we live a life that matters. And Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 5, he says, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So when you are trying to hide, you are not being who God created you to be. When you are hiding behind your shame, hiding behind your excuses, hiding behind your past experiences, when you are hiding because you don't feel qualified, you don't feel educated enough, when you are trying to hide, you are not being who God created you. God created you not to hide under, under the bushel. He created you to be on the lampstand. You're a city on a hill. You. You are the light of the world. You are God's plan to reach your family. You are God's plan to reach your neighborhood. You are God's plan. You. You were blessed to be a blessing. God put you here so that you could help other people. You see, when we love and serve the people around us, when we are generous with what God has given us for the sake of the gospel, and when we live a life of purpose and impact, that type of life makes a difference. Why? Because that's a life that matters. And God created you to live a life that matters. But you cannot live a life that matters if you don't know what matters most. Listen to me. You cannot live a life that matters if you don't know what matters most. What matters most to you and ultimately what matters most to God. Because what matters most to him should matter most to us. And we should know what matters most so that we can do what matters most. A little cheat sheet every day. Heaven. Hope, health, and help. Just a little cheat sheet to remind you of some of the things that are most important to God. And therefore, these things should be most important to us as well. I want you to stand with me this morning. And if you just throw the throw our, our lead acrostic on the screen for me. Just the whole thing. People can take a picture of it. Meditate on it as we come back next week for part two. What did we learn today? Our learn is this. Know what matters most to God so that you can know, 
Know what matters most. Uh, uh, that's a typo. Know what matters most to God so you can. No, no, it's not a typo. I just can't read. Okay. Know what matters most to God. Come on, have me thank God the word of God's for the simple. Okay, that's what I said. Know what matters most to God so that you can do what matters to God. Know what matters to God so that you can do what matters to God. Our evaluation is, am I making decisions based on what matters most? Listen, you are making decisions based on something. It might be the wrong thing, but it's something. You might be making your decisions based on, well, that's what I saw my mom do. You might be making your decision, well, that's just what feels right. You might be making your decision, well, that's what my heart's telling me. You might be making your decisions based on, well, that's what somebody on TV told me was most important. You're, you're making your decisions based off of something. But as Jesus followers, we should be making our decisions based off of what matters most to God because now that matters most to us. Here's our application this week. This week, think about heaven and shine the light of heaven. Just help, just do something this week. Man, it, I promise you, if you wake up every day and you start thinking about heaven, do you know what's gonna, do you know what I, do you know what just uh, what's gonna naturally flow? Hope's gonna flow out of that. Right? I didn't have to put all four of them up there because when you start thinking about heaven, guess what? Hope is going to follow that because it gets real hopeful when you start thinking about heaven. You start thinking about what God's created for you and wow, if he created that for you there, what could God do for you here? Like, man, it's just, it's just hope. And you start thinking about the reality of like going to heaven and like standing before God and you're like, man, like, whew, I don't want to just like, I don't want to just like get healthy when I'm there. Like, I want to get healthy here, Right? So I'm going to kick in and be like, man, okay, like I'm, I'm going to heaven, right? So I want, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy in all these areas of my life. I want you to think about heaven, but then I want you to think about bringing heaven to earth. So as you think about heaven, it's like, okay, I'm not just going there one day. I want today to bring heaven to earth. How am I going to bring heaven to earth in a practical way? You're just going to help somebody by serving them, by loving them well. If you do that every day this week, I promise you, Things are, going to begin to, things are going to begin to start changing in your life. When you think about heaven every day, and then you bring a little bit of heaven to earth every day by serving those people around you. You're going to start getting a taste. Woo, I'm starting to taste of like, this is what matters to God. <laughs> Living this way, and I can do it. Like, wow. Like, I didn't have to go to seminary to do it. I didn't have to go to Bible school to do it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't have to go on a mission trip to do it. Like, I can do it right here. And, and, and Bo just say, oh, my, this is amazing. Yes, you can do it right here. Think about heaven and bring heaven to earth. And then the deeds always saying, just do it again and again and again and again and again and again. And you start realizing this is important to God. This is important to God. This is important to me. And when I start knowing what's important to God and understanding what's important to God and getting insight on what's important to God and growing in my knowledge of what's important to God. And as I'm growing in my knowledge of what's important to God, now guess what? Now I can do what is important to God. And when I do what's important to God, the thing that follows is the abundant life. Now I'm living a life that is full and overflowing with everything that God said was possible. I want you to bow your heads.
as we close today. I want you just to envision, there you are, sitting on that airplane, strapped in, and you hear these words here at Delta Airlines, connecting you to what matters, matters most. And I want you just to imagine that you're as weird as your pastor, and then you start thinking about, whoa, whoa. Delta knows what matters most. Do I know what matters most? Do I know what matters most? Does my life reflect what I say matters most? Am I being honest about what matters most? Have I ever really thought about what matters most? And then maybe this morning, the follow-up question is, does what matter most to you matter most to God? And today, if you say, Philip, I, I want to live a life that matters. But if I'm going to live a life that matters, I've got to know what matters to God so that I can do what matters to God. What matters to him, what matters most to him has got to matter most to me. And you say, Philip, that's what I want. That's what I want for my life. I want to live a life that matters. So therefore, I need to know and I need to do what matters most to God. And if that's you this morning in this place and you say, Philip, that's how I want to live my life. I want to live a life that matters. Therefore, I need to know what matters most. If that's you this morning, all over this place, I'm not going to ask you to step out now. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But right there where you are, you say, Philip, that's me. That's how I want to live my life. Come on, just lift up your hand right there where you are. Just lift up your hand. It's just a sign to you. It's a sign to yourself, a sign to God to say, God, I hear what you're saying. And God, that's how I want to live my life. I want to live a life that matters, God. God, I want to live a life that matters. I want to be the light of the world. <laughs> I want to be that city on a hill. And if I'm going to live a life that matters, God, I need to know what matters most to me. And what matters most to me needs to be based off of what matters most to you. And I want to know it so that I can do it. So that my life might advance into the abundance that you have for me the overflow that you designed me for. Come on with your hands lifted today in this place. I want you to repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know that I need you. I need your love and your grace. I need your power and forgiveness. I believe you are who you say you are. And you can do what you say you can do. I want to live a life that matters. Therefore, I need to know and do what matters most to you. 
Father, I thank you for each and every person in this room. God, I thank you for every person that lifted their hand that says, I want to live a life that matters. God, I thank you for every desire in people's hearts right now. They're saying, yes, I want to know what matters to God so that I can do what matters to God. And I want what matters to me to match what matters to him. This is the way that I want to live my life because I want to live the full, overflow, abundant life that he created me for. It all starts with answering the question, what really matters? What really matters? God, thank you that this week as we think about heaven and as we bring heaven to earth by loving and serving those around us, God, we're not only going to know what is most important to you, we're going to be doing some of those things that are most important to you. And God, I pray that through this process that we would become addicted, addicted to knowing what is most important and doing what is most important because it brings about the abundance that you told us was possible in our lives. And only you can do that, and we are trusting you for it. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray and believe today. And everybody said amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.